morning. The one who brought you out, give him some praise this morning. Is he all right? Amen. Amen. Will you join me in some prayer this morning? Most holy and righteous God, we just praise your holy name this morning. We give you all the praise. In all the honor, Heavenly Father, it is only you who are worthy of that praise. So we just come and we just ask that you have your way this morning, Heavenly Father. Take the words from this earthen vessel that you have chosen to speak to your people and make them your words, Heavenly Father. Hide me behind your cross that they may see your glory. And may you get all the glory and honor. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please have your seats, brothers and sisters. I bring you greetings this morning to you who are with me here in the sanctuary and to you joining us via live stream. And I would like to turn your attention to the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 28 through 31. I wish to talk to you this morning about overcoming distractions. Overcoming distractions. It reads like this. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come to thee on the waters. And he said, come. Peter went down from the boat and walked on the waters to come to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately he stretched forth his hand, took hold of him, and said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Distractions. Our, Our text this morning, we find the disciples in a ship on the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Sea of Galilee at uh, eight miles wide and 13 miles long, it's not a particularly large body of water when you compare it to others, but it's a very unpredictable body of water. And for this reason, an outing on this lake can turn from just an ordinary outing to a struggle of life and death. And that is where we find our disciples in such a struggle of life and death. These were experienced boaters, experienced seagoers, yet they found themselves in a situation over their heads. Meanwhile, Jesus was on a mountain and he had been there all night praying all by himself. But he observed the struggle of his disciples. Y'all following me so far? He was able to observe them struggling. So he appeared unto them walking on the water. And the Bible says that they saw him and that they feared, for they thought he was a spirit. Amen. So then he assures them that it's not him. He said, it is I. And then Peter, old Peter, being the boisterous and impulsive one, 
He says, Lord, I want to walk on the water too. So Jesus says, okay, come on. So he gets down out of the boat. And, and the word says that he was walking on water. Peter did the impossible. Peter defied the laws of gravity. He defied the laws of density. He defied the principles of surface tension, if you will. He did the impossible. He walked on water. But there was a problem. He saw the winds. He saw the waves. He took his eyes off of Jesus, who he was walking to. And he began to sink. Peter was distracted. Y'all following me? We too get distracted. Everyone gets distracted. Even me. Can I tell you a quick story? When our boys were still young, one morning me and my wife and the boys, we were going to church. And when we had arrived, you know, Trina got out of the car and she left it to me to make sure that the boys made it inside. <laughs> now, now, normally this wasn't a problem, okay? Normally this isn't a problem. Normally I could be counted on to take care of this. So here's what happened. I got our oldest son and I took him out of the car and I closed the door and proceeded towards the building. So, I, so Trina hadn't quite gone in the building yet and I caught up to her. She turns around and she, you know, she's looking for her complete family. So y'all know how she smiles, right? She was smiling and when she saw that she didn't have a complete family, that smile turned into a look. <laughs> Y'all know what look I'm talking about. So she looked at me and she said, you left my baby. And I said, uh-oh. So I turned around and went back to the car, but don't y'all know she beat me to the car. I don't even think her feet touched the ground. And by the time I got to the car, she already had them kissing on them. And then she gave me another look as if to say, you had one job. one job. That incident taught me something. First of all, it taught me never to say what I wouldn't do. Because before this incident, I would have told you I would never leave my kids in a car. But this was a game changer. But it taught me something else, brothers and sisters. It taught me that we are easily distracted, including me. And you know, unfortunately, I'm not the only one who can say this. We all become distracted. Okay, we often hear about stories of distraction. First of all, we hear about the story of that burnt dinner. Y'all follow me? We hear about that burnt dinner, and it starts out, it starts out with a distraction of a phone call. And on the other end of the phone call, it's somebody waiting to spill the tea with you. Y'all know about that? And, and it usually starts out with saying, well, let me tell you what Miss Thang did today. Distractions, y'all. Distractions. You know, sometimes we, we just make the mistake, you know, you know, this mistake taught me something about, uh, about how easily distracted we are. You know, every day we even hear about being distracted while driving, being distracted by driving. We hear about stories about being, you know, millions of dollars being lost 
even lives being lost because of distractions. Are y'all with me? And these are incidents that are often preventable had we not been distracted. So let's move on and let's talk about the definition of distraction. The definition of distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving their full attention to something else. Y'all following me? Our word distraction comes from the old Latin word distractionem. Distractionem. That word is a pulling apart. A pulling apart. You see, brothers and sisters, distraction serves the purpose to pull us apart from our goals, to pull us apart from our purpose, to even pull us apart from our blessings. Amen? Can I just share a few facts with you? According to Forbes, in the workplace, 50% of the people complain about leaving work with the feeling of not accomplishing anything. Would y'all believe that? 56%. And then another fact is, according to the uh, University of Cal State, University of Irvine, once distracted, it takes a full 23 minutes to regain your focus to what you were doing before you were distracted. So let's say this. Let's say you were distracted for a half hour, right? By the time you get your full focus, you can lose an hour. Y'all see how dangerous these distractions are? Y'all see how much time we can lose with these distractions? So let's talk about the causes of distractions. Can we do that? The first cause is our enemy. Our enemy. Distractions can come at the hand of the sworn enemy of the true and living God. And the same enemy of God is your sworn enemy. Y'all with me? By you being affiliated with the true and living God, this enemy is your enemy. Amen? So, you know, let's go back to that old Latin word, distraction them. The pulling apart. It is the enemy's purpose to pull you from your goals. It is the enemy's purpose to pull you from your objectives. It is the enemy's goal to pull you from your purpose. Is that all right? Let me turn your attention to 1 Peter 5.8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And then Ephesians 6.12, it reads like this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You see, the enemy is too powerful for me and you to take on by ourselves. Okay? The enemy is too crafty for me and you to take them on under our own power. Because for one thing, He is very proficient at distractions. He is very good. He has been doing it for a very long time. So I'm here to tell you we cannot take him on by ourselves. You see, when we are trying to serve God, when we are trying to remain in the will of God, the enemy turns it up. He he does all he can to thwart us from this goal. 
Y'all with me? The more we strive, the more we serve, the more we attempt to be about the Father's business, the more crafty he gets. Amen? Is that all right? Now, before we go into the next cause of distractions, Trina, I want you to go out and start the car. They're not going to like this one. They're, they're not going to like this one. So go start the car in the back so we can make a getaway. Oh, you say tell them anyway? Oh, okay, all right. It's you and me. We can be the causes of distraction. You see, we give the devil too much credit sometimes. You know, we say the devil made me do it. We say I, I just couldn't resist. He was too much for me. But the fact of the matter is distractions sometimes comes from none other than ourselves. Amen. Let's go. Let's go to Adam and Eve. You see, the Bible is good about dealing with distractions. It, 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 it wastes no time. In the third chapter of Genesis, chapter 5, it says, The serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Amen? You see, deep inside Adam and Eve was a selfish desire to have their eyes open. Y'all following me? Deep inside Adam and Eve, there was a desire to be like God. Deep inside Adam and Eve was the desire to know good from evil. You see, too often, you know, we, we, uh, we talk about, we try to take care of business, you know. I try to take care of business, but I am easily distracted by my own devices. A lot of times I try to get it done and I'm easily derailed by my own distractions. Let me give you an example. I am easily distracted because I want to check out social media. Anybody else have that problem? I can waste ridiculous amounts of time strolling through my news stream, my news feed, looking at what's going on on Facebook, replying to posts, Distractions come by me, but I ask you, brothers and sisters, what distracts you? What is your kryptonite? What is pulling you apart from your goals, your objectives, your purposes, even your blessings? Amen. Y'all just, th just think about that for a moment. You don't have to say anything. Just think about that. So now that we've talked about the causes of distractions, can we just take a few minutes and talk about the consequences of distractions? The first consequence, it causes us to second guess. Distractions cause us to second guess. And if we can go to back to Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, it reads like this. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which God had, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in, of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest 
you die. Now, as we go back to Adam and Eve here, we see that the serpent used a distraction to get her to second guess what God clearly told her not to do. Amen. You following me? The enemy gave Eve a loophole. The enemy raised reasonable doubt with Eve. Are y'all with me? I want to tell you, we also seek loopholes. Can I give you a quick example? You know, I remember growing up, my mother would say, don't do this. And I remember reasoning amongst myself. I remember, did she really mean don't do this? Did she really mean don't have company in the house? She didn't say we couldn't bring them on the porch. So we would, we would bring our, our, our friends on the porch. And, and then we would reason amongst ourselves. And they would wind up in the house. And let me tell you, this would progress until we had all our friends in the house. We found a loophole. We found a loophole. And I'm going to tell you, we, we, we seek loopholes when we try to get what we want, when we try to just twist things and, 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 and just work it out where it fits us. Amen? So it causes us to second guess. The next thing that, the next consequence when it comes to distractions, it causes our priorities to be out of order. Our priorities to be out of order. And I'm reminded of 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. It says that it happened in the spring of the year at a time when kings go out to battle. David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. The Bible says it, it was a time where kings go to war. Right. David was the king, but he stayed in Jerusalem. David was distracted. David became distracted. And then the scripture goes on. It says that one night he was on the roof, and he saw a lady that was attractive to look upon bathing. He was distracted. Now, is it just me, or, or, or can, I, is it, can I safely assume that this probably wasn't the first time he was distracted <laughs> by this lady on the roof? Can I just go out on the limb and say he was already distracted by this lady who was fair to look upon on the roof? So David was distracted. And I just want to tell you that, you know, we can be distracted. You know, David was distracted by doing the wrong thing. Are y'all with me? He was distracted by doing the wrong thing. But can I tell you to, today that we can be distracted even doing what seems right? Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that we can be distracted by our careers? Anybody know that? We can work 80 hours in the name of doing it for our family. But how, do you, how many of you know it's not for our family? Amen? Distractions. Did you know that we can be distracted taking care of our family? Looking after our family? Well, maybe you support your family, but are you neglecting your spouse? Distractions. Distractions, brothers and sisters. 
And let me just tell you that, you know, we can be distracted even working in God's house, even doing the work of the Lord. You know, you're, you're, you're the first one in church and the last one out. You're, you're at every meeting. But let me tell you, like in the words of Christ, he says, you left your first love. So your work ethic is strong, but your relationship with God is weak because you were distracted doing a good thing. Distractions. So as, as you can see, distractions are deadly. Amen? Distractions are, are very dangerous. And I want to go with you into the final consequence of distractions. They cause you to lose focus in God. And this can be found in Matthew, back in Matthew chapter 14, uh, verses 29 through 30. Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. You see, distractions can cause you to focus more on the situation than the one who controls the situation. Distraction can cause you to focus more on your illness than on the great physician. Y'all with me? Distractions can cause you to focus more on that dead end rather than the one who can make a way out of no way. Distractions, they can cause you to lose focus, brothers and sisters. So we've talked about the, the cause. We've talked about the consequence. Let's just look at the cure for distractions, just for a few minutes. I won't hold you too long. First of all, in order to overcome distractions, we must have faith. We must have faith. You know, the, the word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Y'all heard that before? And then Hebrews eleven six it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, if you lack faith, you have a serious problem. Y'all with me? If you lack faith, it is a direct insult to God. Y'all with me? If you don't show faith, that is a direct affront to God. Let, let that just sink in for a while. You are not showing confidence in God. Even Peter, you know, the, the, the Bible says that, that he, he saw the waves and he began to sink and, and, and Jesus saved him. You know, Jesus, I, I, you know, that's why he rebuked Peter. That's why he said, oh, you of little faith. Where did you doubt? You saw me feed the 5,000. You saw me heal the sick. You saw me raise the dead. You saw me cast out demons. Yet you doubt me? And I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, he looks at me the same way. He says, this dude here, this dude right here, after all the foolishness I've delivered him out of, he has the nerve to doubt me. Brothers and sisters, you have to have faith if you want to overcome distractions. For we walk by faith and not by sight. The next thing that we need is 
an object on which to focus. And let me just stay right here just for a moment. God is, first of all, God is that object that we must focus on. You know, I heard experts put it like this. They said, uh, if, if runners focus on a particular object, it makes the run more bearable. And, and they may even be able to run a little faster. Focus on that object. You see, had Peter focused on that object, Christ, had he stayed focused, he would not have seen the wind. It, it wouldn't have bothered him. The waves would not have bothered him. He would have continued to do the impossible. He would have continued to walk toward Christ. Proverbs 4.25, it says, Let your eyes look directly forward. Let your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and all your ways will be sure. Amen? We must have an object. The next thing that we need, we must cry. And let me explain this to you. When I say cry, I'm not talking about the tears that come out of your eyes. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with crying in the presence of a loving God. But the crying that I'm speaking of is the crying out. The, the, the telling God what you want. The, 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 in other words, pray. Pray, brothers and sisters. Tell God what you want. The, the gospel song says Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Cry, brothers and sisters. Pray. David said in uh, 2 Samuel 22, 7, In my distress, I called upon Jehovah, and I cried to my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came into his ears. And then Matthew, it says that Peter saw the strong wind, but he cried out and said, Lord, save me. Let me tell you this, brothers and sisters. When it comes to praying, when it comes to crying out, we don't need any fancy salutations. It doesn't have to be for an hour. You can just simply say, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. I need you right now. I dare you to try it. I triple dog dare you to try it. He will hear you. And he will answer you. Y'all with me? We must be unwavering. We must be unwavering. And when I think about being unwavering, I can't help but think about Nehemiah. You know, he saw the plight of his people. And, and he took it upon himself to bring about their restoration. So first of all, he repented on their behalf. He found favor with the king and garnered his full support, which enabled him to rebuild the wall. But he had distractions throughout the whole process. People sought to distract him and pull him away from the work. The Bible says that, you know, towards the completion, it got more intense. His enemies sought to pull him away, say, come meet with us. But they, they wanted to kill him. They sought to run his name through the mud by, by uh, uh, throwing out false accusations. And then when that all failed, they just tried to make him scared. They just tried to bring fear upon him. 
to bring him away from his work so he wouldn't finish the task. But Nehemiah stood fast. He stood still. He was unwavering. Amen? And I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, to be unwavering. And then finally, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to surrender. Surrender, brothers and sisters. When I think about surrender, I think about the lifeguard at the beach or the, or the swimming pool. You know, these lifeguards, they're experts in saving lives. And when they're saving a, a drowning victim, they are dependent on that drowning victim to not struggle. Because if that drowning victim continues to struggle, he risks drowning not only himself, but the lifeguard as well. So I'm here to tell you, as long as you struggle, as long as you try to do things under your own power, you can't be saved. Amen? As long as Peter tried to do things under his own power, he sank. And I'm going to tell you, as long as we try to do it under our power, we too will sink. So surrender, brothers and sisters. Surrender. And, and then in, in Exodus chapter 14, you know, we, we, uh, God's people were escaping human, you know, the bondage in Egypt. And, and they, they, they ran into what seemed like a dead end. They were distracted by the mountains on both sides. They were distracted by the Red Sea in front of them. And Pharaoh's army quickly approaching them. They began to murmur. They began to complain. But Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still. In other words, don't be distracted. In other words, surrender and see the salvation of the Lord. Is that all right? Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among nations. I will be exalted among the earth. Amen? Before I sit down, can we go to our takeaway? Can we go to our takeaway this morning? If we focus, if we have faith, if we walk by faith, if we have an object on which we can look upon, if we cry out, if we pray, if we remain standfast, if we are unwavering, and if we surrender, we won't be distracted. Before I sit down, I just want to share with you a song that I learned when, when I first got saved. I'm not going to sing. Don't worry. <laughs> but it, 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 went, it went like this. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stay on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God bless y'all.